Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and twisted sons of the Night Haunter to that six plus 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 show. I am your host, Tom. I have just about recovered from a weekend of gaming, and I am joined tonight by my good pal Lee. Say hello, Lee. Hello, Tom. How are you doing? I am very well, thank you. You know, I yes. didn't do the Hello Lee there. No, you didn't. Well, it's not necessarily your thing, is it? It's I think more of a Chris that's, thing. It's a Chris thing. Um, You're carving out a new space for yourself. Exactly. I don't, I I don't definitely don't need to mimic him. <laughs> what have you been up to, Lee? Anything exciting? Um, I haven't been. I mean, I think last time we spoke, I had accidentally bought loads of Chaos Knights. Yes, you had. Um, so I've been having a lot of fun. I've built a lot of those now, and I've painted the big abominant, which has been a really cool project. Yes, um, it looks the, really cool. I'm at the stage, photos yeah, up. I should put some up. Uh, we'll get Chris to put some up. And um, what I'm missing at the moment is that all the fun bits. So I've I've only done the, the initial bit of the Volkite glow. I've only done um, some of the transfers, and I like to go yeah. fairly heavy on those because I think that'd be quite cool. Oh, definitely on nights. Um, yeah, and I, been, I think a night is one of those things you can just keep coming back to, isn't it? You just yeah, keep adding yeah. stuff because <laughs> each one is such a like a centerpiece in itself that you know you can get a lot out of it. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's been sort of my hobby hobby progress. I've been writing a lot of lists, sort of trying, trying to yeah. see how far you can take the dread mechanic, yeah. um, seeing what kind of crazy combos that are out there that aren't just the ones that are going around with the sort of the competitive groups already, mm. um, because that's no fun. No, um, no, for sure. Um, it looks a cool book, right? What's your What's really your cool assessment? Book. What do you What do you think about it? Unfortunately, I think that the best thing is either um, herb tracks with. Yeah. Um, one or two big knights and loads and loads of small knights. Yeah, which yeah, yeah, yeah. is is probably what I would run in the first sort of first event, just to yeah. get a feel for it. Because I think that um, having those extra wounds that Herb Tracks gives you, yeah, I mean, it's the amazing. War trait is ridiculously good, which is um, you can ignore any modifiers to your profile, but not if you get damaged. But that's if something says you know reducing your weapon, uh, reduce your weapon skill by one or something like that. Then you can ignore that. You ignore any modifiers to your hit wounds or damage rolls. So I already love that when I have that in my Thousand Sons with the um, the Orrery. So yeah, it's getting yeah. that on a, on a knight. So you're not might want to wound and hit Bellicor, for instance. Might want damage for Death Guard, which comes up a lot if you're doing a sweet profile, that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, and then ignore any modifiers to your charge and advance rolls. So again, no tangle footing a knight. That sort nice. of thing. You can move no over a crater. You know, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's all great stuff. Um, the one I think is a lot more interesting, but unfortunately probably not quite as good, is the the infernal household the Corvax? because um, okay. um, it really does help you overcome one of the major limitations of knights, which is terrain and or other models. Um, mm. They've got a TCP strat where you can take either one big knight or two small knights and pass through terrain or models as that wasn't there. Yeah, um, which I think is is quite terrifying. Um, Potentially huge. Yeah, what I would like that's, to do. That's one of the big um, wings, but... I don't know if it's out yet, but there is going to be a white dwarf edition that has disciples of Bellicor with a knight in it. Um, yep. And you can potentially do that with two things because they've already got a psychic power to let you move through. Oh, sorry, strategy, I think, to move through things so that wasn't there as well. Mm. So you could just have the knight do it and Bellicor do it or something cool like that, which would be That would be very cool. Um, very, very so yeah, cool. that's my initial assessment. But honestly, I haven't played them. So it's really <laughs> hard to say. Unfortunately, the best answer is probably 14 of the new War Dogs. Yeah. Um, but having built Feels like that much upset count as five is... 
It's very good. Yeah, yeah. When I played it in Leicester last year, the Leicester GT, um, I was playing my thousand since then, and I just couldn't trade for Obsec. So yeah. even by the time you sort of get four expensive models on it, it wasn't enough, and it's it's tough. Yeah. And to get rid of um, sort of twelve to fourteen million expensive if you have tracks or not, that's that's tough. It's very tough. Um, doing that fourteen yeah. times, I mean, it, it does bleed, sort of bring it down, but you know. Yeah. No, it looks like that combined with the fact that the dread eventually you can follow the dreads path or whatever it is mm. there to a your enemy doesn't get upset mm. that's a very strong i think and it's ten four. four as well yeah that's so. a strong four five isn't it yeah if, if you've got upset and even if yeah don't. even if you don't that's have just um, mad even if it's irrelevant <laughs> for you to have war dogs at that point because your your big knights still count as 10 models yeah yeah well exactly and they're exactly. so big you're not getting unless they're sort of brimstone horrors or something you're not getting 10 models on an objective at the same time as a knight anyway yeah no that's i mean it's, it's very cool I'm, I'm really interested to see how it gets on i certainly know that some chaos players i know who've been in hiding have suddenly chirped back up yeah. and that to me that to me says that it might have might have some play might i think that's always takes. one of those things right that it's either in some games you win and it's against your lose. It's 40k is effectively a giant game of rock, paper, scissors anyway. Yes, but this is yeah. like the biggest rock, isn't it? So yeah. if, you, if you if you come the to biggest. scissors, you'll smash them to pieces. But if yeah. paper comes, then you've got absolutely no chance. So that's <laughs> yeah, exciting. very nice. Very nice. Um, I myself, I've not hobbied much. I did. I painted a clan rat today. Look, here he is. Little guy. Oh, yeah, nice. What, and what's that falling part of? A new... Uh, Expanding that, Skaven army? It will be Skaven, yeah. I've decided when the Skaven book comes, I'm going to do Skaven because Chris wanted the uh, echoes of whatever box because he wants the Sylvaneth, hmm. who looked lovely. Oh, they're Skaven incredible the other half of that. And I was like, Skaven would be fun to do. Yeah. Um, so I they play into your sort of style as well, don't they? They, they? they have the sort of things I like, yeah. And do it, they I have the hero still, hammer that you enjoy? That's my bit. They, yeah, I think they do, but they 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 have the silly janky, but also they have quite a sort of blow yourself up kind of vibe going mm. on, which I I think will be quite fun for Age yeah. of Sigma. So no, I think they'll be quite a knock. I've been playing as them um, on Total War Warhammer actually, and that's partly where this has come from. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I don't enjoying. know much about They're always really popular though. They're one of the yeah. they one of the old world. They're old very world old. Yeah, well, they, yeah, they've been around forever. I remember. I inherited a whole bunch of models off a lad who was sort of getting out of, of Warhammer when I was mm. very little. And there was a bunch of Skaven in there. And I was like, oh, these, these little rat men are very cool. So they go a long way back. I don't know how, I think the model range is a bit old, showing its yeah. age a bit. But the, the new Deathmaster in that box looks really cool. Mm. Um, so have you got the new so, box coming? Uh, I have. Chris has bought it. So oh, I you're splitting it. Have, okay, I'm, that makes I'm sense. I'm splitting it with Chris. So I have, I have the, the rat half of that coming yeah. my way at some stage. Is it a new book um, as well? Yeah, there is a new book coming in summertime. Yeah. So it's, it's the, the usual signals. So that'll be good. Yeah, it's so going to become a thing for us, isn't it? I think so. I think I think that's where we're heading. I think it's going to be fun to do. Um, I've got, obviously, my Grave Lords are ready to go now, mm. having been out and, and then been painted, painted a week. So, yeah, having been and having been blood rushed. in the same week. They've actually been yes, no, used exactly. in anger. Yeah, exactly that. So they're all ready to go. And with this, I think I'll take my time a little bit and just build them up more yeah. slowly. But it'll be, be nice to have them in the background. Happy days. Um, and today, what we'll be discussing is is two things. We'll be discussing, in the latter half of the show, we'll be discussing the, the ins and outs, pros and cons of taking on-meta versus off-meta lists uh, to tournaments and what, what the sort of ups and downs of that are and our experiences with that. Uh, but first, we'll be starting with a very, a very off-meta yeah. experience. <laughs> it's it's on-trend <laughs> off-meta. Yeah. 
um, which is which is my weekend just past uh, where I went to the Goonhammer Open for the second time running, um, and had an excellent time running running Chaos Space Marines, specifically Night Lords, <laughs> and at uh, the same time becoming the number one ranked Night Lords player. I have become the number one ranked Night Lords player. Okay, so that's all right. Thank you. I tried Philip something. Can. What I enjoyed most, you showed me the, the leaderboard, um, and the points are so low. <laughs> <laughs> so low. It's like it is. It is. It's. It is the lowest. I mean, not to give too much away. It's the lowest ITC points I've ever scored at mm. the event because they've gone in. They've gone in straight at the bottom on my arm. I mean, comparatively to the one other I was playing, who beat him. So. Oh, but yeah, well, there we are. So we're laughing, um, and a very good time was had. So I mean, we, we'll get. We can get into that. I'll let you. Um, I'll let you take the lead on the questioning. Just yes. To get my ITC battles up and remind me what happened. Yeah, no, that's good. Let's, I guess let's start by sort of a little bit of a venue overview. Where, where was the event? Goonhammer Open is at a Nottingham Girls' School yeah. um, in, in Nottingham. It's quite a nice, fancy building. Yeah. Um, it's got a canteen off there where we had lunch every day. Um, ample parking. That's good. Uh, that's always my nice. first one. Yeah, I know. Nicely, nicely organised, nice big hall, loads of space. Yeah. Never felt kind of cramped, and they were working sort of in collaboration with the Factorum lads and ladies. Yeah, so they yeah. they were up and they were taking care of us with sort of a little mini cafe and all that stuff, um, and and terrain and whatnot. And then, um, ter- uh, what was the terrain situation? Was it set? set it was very much. Was it? it was the sort of LGT style stuff. Yeah, um, and it was maps on of that ilk now they were slightly different as much they didn't have like literally measured out like it must be this far this far yeah you had to kind of map with you know eyeball it to here and that worked that worked great to be honest that made it quicker and easier um and a lot more of their maps they went with like a little four stack of crates right in the center yeah often sat on an objective um which i quite small i guess yeah exactly and and it it was it was an interesting one. I liked it. It meant it meant sort of some some movements directly through didn't work, mm-hmm. and it also meant that um, line of sight got quite interesting with the yeah. buildings and that as well. That's good. So it was you, good. You hear me complain a lot about how we only ever have ruins that you, infantry can walk through. I think it's a, a game that's heavily skewed to infantry, regardless if they're troops or not, but just the infantry keyword. Um, yeah. And I find that's not that interesting. So it's nice to sort of see some some other types of terrain, um, even if it is just obscuring that you can't move through um but those crates are quite good because they don't take up a huge footprint and you can stack them no, um, exactly. so the problem is like i've got um, one of those um also imperial bastions um which does effectively the same thing but it's got this huge square footprint so by the time you hide behind it you've lost all six inches of movement yeah um so nice to have those crates yeah no that sounds good yeah, no, it was good. I think it was a decent, a decent setup by yeah. them, and they'd they'd sort of developed it and polished it since last time. Um, well, I, nice. I would like to go this this time. I couldn't. I was on a stag too, so you know, having having poor thing. different kind of fun. Exactly. Yeah, no, I had a great time. <laughs> had a great time with those guys. So that was that was a lot of fun. Um, mm. But then, just I guess for the for the viewers, the millions of viewers, just remind us what you took. Uh, list. For the millions of viewers, it was it was a Night Lords um, patrol backed up by a Night Abominant. So yeah. I've got the big. It was the big Chaos Knight going out for his debut. The, so new, the, the new psych- one with the tentacle the Psychic Knight. That's yeah. right. And he um, he can give himself a five up feel no pain. That yeah. upgraded him to have no re rolls against him to hit mm-hmm. wound or Blessing damage. The Dark Master. And eventually, like one twos and threes to hit miss, which is also great. Yeah. Did you did you find that those were useful buffs? 
Yes, definitely, yeah. definitely. I've not um, taken that for my list, so that's that'll be interesting. No, that's interesting. Yes, yeah, so, no, they both they both came up big several times. I have um, got the final, and I should add that. I think what I would have liked to have put on him with hindsight, I gave him exploding sixes in melee, which was fine. But actually, yeah. I should have just if I given I was already buffing him up defensively, I should have given him the minus one damage against stuff under strength eight. I think that would have been yeah, nice, the ram shackle just to really finish the job. On yeah, the, on the being hard to kill. So um, what, yeah, so he he was great. Yeah, so mine what? is so rough and ready looking compared to yours. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've got Mine's a lot definitely more battle ready, although it's not finished. <laughs> but we fight yeah. for the, for this weekend. So what else was in the list? I remember um, some other big juicy units I like to get into. The oh. patrol we had obliterators. Uh, every good chaos Space Marine unit. So national obliterators. We had that. a ten stack of terminators with seven melters. We had the, the Lee nine- Churchwood method. Yeah, Which a nine. Love, yeah, it is very Lee Churchwood. Yeah, uh, a nine and a six of warp talons. Um, and the six for the sake of R&D if you need it so I didn't use R&D at this event maybe I should have done the six was just uh, just to leave that option open yeah no I like it it's a good list design Um, I think yeah one of the the takeaways from this is definitely that I suspect instead of a night more mission play including sixes of maybe raptors to do that would be be good Um, but that wasn't what this was yeah raptors are a little bit cheaper as well aren't they you don't feel so bad using them for an R&D yeah, yeah, exactly. They're they're quite quite nicely cheap actually now. Raptors, I think. Mm. Um, and then yeah, twenty cultists, a lord, a very killy lord with killing fury, the claws of the special black talons. Hunt. Yeah, yes, yeah, very those. slashy. Gets can get up to eleven attacks on the charge, rerolling all his hits and wounds, exploding sixes to hit. Mm. Strength five, AP three. He's Does nice. he work? He's a... Can you get prescience and everything else on him too? For yeah, yeah, yeah and whatever else. Well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he can he can be extremely killy, and he had a few a few good good games where he'd just go in and blend or something, and then, yeah. and then die because he's fragile. Yeah. And so the sorcerer, sorcerer who was more. sort of helping to stitch the whole thing together with delightful agonies and warp time. Mm. But actually, another lesson from this: I swapped him to prescience from delightful agonies like every game. And oh really? Like, yeah. <laughs> was was I definitely think prescience is better. Yeah. Was definitely using prescience more. If you've got multiple was, sorcerers, delightful agonies is one of the things I put in next. Yeah, uh, but and you, you could probably make a case stage. for two sorcerers, I think, in, in this. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you had um, a second one, you had a knight. I did, but he couldn't take the uh, no. hereticus, whatever it is, discipline. Yeah. Um, so was that everything? Everything? I think no? that's everything, yes. Yeah. I think that's everything. So that's that's the gist of it. It's not tons of stuff. It isn't tons uh, of stuff. It's, and that's it's, quite, it's quite elite. 460-odd points is quite a lot to sink yeah. into something. And that's how I feel like my army's going to play as well. Yeah. And so it was. It was. It was very hard hitting, but it, it didn't have tons of stuff. Didn't have tons of utility. Yeah. Um, and as we'll see in some of the games, that obviously does impact it eventually yeah. as well. Now, for the again, as I've mentioned, the millions of listeners, um, <laughs> a subset of those millions is going to be at least ten thousand Night Lords players who yes. want to learn all about the specific Night Lords stratagems and how they were used. And I also oh, would like to know. So, if there's any key points throughout the games where you can sort of highlight any of those those particular shenanigans, then that'd be great. Hundred percent, because they have got some great stratagems. They've, I think they've got some of the best. And that, that's that, the, big, the fun the thing good. with them. The fun thing with them is how good the stratagems are, yeah. and you you desperately want CP and you want to muck around with 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 jank all game. With yeah, them. and there were a few moments in the games where that was big. So I'll I'll make sure to come back yeah. to it when it's relevant. That's one. Well, what was game one then, Tom? Game one. First thing with game one is that Mikey of Hellstorm Wargaming, who was live streaming the event, uh, came and asked me if I wanted to be on stream because he knew I was taking Night Lords. And he was yeah. like, well, let's get Tom on round one because he, he won't be on a win streak after that anyway. So this is this is the time. Um, and I was very game for that. And my opponent, a chap called James, 
uh, was also keen for that. And James was an absolutely wonderful chap who was running Orcs. And he had he had Gazgul, he had a couple of the kill rigs, he had some sort of kill wagon, gun wagon things. Yeah. Um, quite a lot of boys and and beast snagger boys running around. Mix of the old and the new stuff then. Yeah, exactly. And it was a beautifully painted, beautifully converted. Is um, it goths? I guess it must have been. Let's, it yeah, was, he was running yeah, goths, yes, yeah, yeah. it was goths. Um and we played on Tide of Conviction, which is actually one of the slightly stranger missions in terms of layout and mm. and design, but is a, is a really good fun mission. And this was an excellent game. I mean, the gist of it was um, we were both sort of hitting each other really hard on one flank. Yeah, James had taken Psychic Interrogation, raised Banners and Stranglehold, and he scored... He scored okay on on his secondaries, but it, it mainly got away from me on the on the primary. And we mm. had, I sent the knight up one flank where it was having a great time until it hit one of these uh, beast boss on squiggasaurs. Oh yeah, they hit uh, you hard, which absolutely whomped it. Didn't kill it, but whomped it for about half its health in one go before he died. Because um, there's like a strat for plus two damage against like a vehicle or a monster for them on an already very killy hero. So I was like, oh goodness, that hurts. I, and I think I'd got, I'd attacked him with the warp talents because in my brain I was like, I better go with the warp talents because otherwise he'll interrupt and kill the warp talents. Yeah, but actually he did the opposite and just interrupted and smashed the knight for one for one instead. Um, and then the knight stumbled on a bit further before dying. But the the big moment came on the other flank where the Oblitz had come down and put not as much damage as I needed onto some mm. stuff. They'd whiffed pretty bad. I think I rolled yeah. one damage for both both yeah. the, the and this is, of shooting. This is something that's worth pointing out. So Tom and I will you'll hear us wax lyrical about obliterators all the time, but they really only work if you're running um Iron Warriors because Iron Warriors, the stratagems yeah. they get um allow you to be a lot more. I mean it's not perfect, but allow you to be a lot more um consistent in the results that you're gonna get yeah. from those random flash metal guns. Yeah, exactly um, that. And so, it, yeah. obliterators are a swinging unit. They can be world ending. Oh yeah. You know, if you get if that three huge, damage yeah. twice with some high AP, um, you can absolutely ruin things. But in this instance, they didn't quite put the dent in in the first try, so I needed more time. And I had a kill rig closing in on me on one side, but then James called a war, as as you should at, at the moment. He'd he'd been very patient. This all kicked off turn three. We'd had mm. quite a cagey opening, a couple of exchanges, except for the far left flank. And Gaz came yeeting out from around a building and made made a rerolled ten charge Oof. into the obliterators. At which yeah. point it was like, "Oh no, I'm done." That's, 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 that's me done. And it was one of those calculated gambles, I think, on James's part. Because I think, I think broadly, with the knight having and the Oblitz having having both come up, started to struggle. Things like warp talons and had gone in and done harm, and but were, but were being sort of whittled down by that mm. point. It's quite hard for me to trade well into the orcs with the weight of bodies that they have yeah that's why the blitz are so good because there's so many high quality shots potentially yeah that they and they can, they can turn units. it they can yeah. just remove a few units from the equation and then you're looking you're looking better but uh gaz then got into them i think yeah. they'd have been good to shoot at least once but maybe twice more um without that but obviously gaz literally just killed them all yeah. one go without, without without even looking yeah. and then i've got gaz go literally in my back lines mm. as well at which point the game collapsed. Now I'd, I'd built up a decent lead, and I, but it then 
sort of swung in those final turn, two turns in the way that it often does, and I think it ended like 6755. Yes, yeah, so not a whitewash by any means. No, 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 not, not at all. And it was, I say, it was, it, was, it was looking good, and because things like Psychic Interrogation weren't working for James because one lord was up in the sky and one lord was hiding, the yeah. sorcerer was hiding at the back, the knight's not actually a character, so he didn't really have targets for that. Um, he had his banners up and was able to put more banners up later on. But yeah, it was it was it was a tricky, tricky one in terms of early scoring for James. But then, luckily, mm-hmm. with this and with 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 Gaz and the kill rig and some of his boys breaking through on the other side, he was able to to take it home. Yeah, at the end. So it was an amazing game, really really fun, um, very close game, very enjoyable game, and played in a really good spirit as well. One of those ones where there were. There was just a lot of generosity, a lot of take backs yeah. and, and adjustments and looking out for each other in terms of who did you mean to do this? It looks like you did, et cetera. Yes. Yeah. All no, that stuff. Great. And yeah. as far as sort of a round one opponents goes, it doesn't get much better than that. It's really, really nice. So you need thank to say much to the event, don't you? Because you yeah. don't know how it, you know, it goes either way sometimes. Yeah, exactly. And it was a relief as well because obviously you're, I've come bringing Chaos Space Marines just because the internet has, has requested it. <laughs> and you're, you're very worried about how that will go, right? Yeah, I mean, like, you could go in and you I, get Am I just going to get points. completely yeah. destroyed? And as I said, last time I was on stream for Hellstorm at Goonhammer, I did score 35, I think. Yeah. yeah. So what you're uh, doing is I got, I got a, bit, I got a bit more this time. Just to just double check <clears> if that's the. I'm getting the score. I think that was, yeah, it was in that territory. So I scored, certainly scored a lot better this time, which was good. Anything you would do differently now, looking back, or is it just one of those um, games where yeah, you get I, I, I definitely swing on the knight, swing with the knight on the beast boss first um, to make sure I got him down. Yeah, I think the blitz. I think that yeah, I think that play went. That's just unfortunate. Went, I mean, you, you shouldn't yeah, make I it. Think that play went pretty no, well. But... I think there was a unit of. Um, mega knobs on an objective that I could have just double tapped with both rounds of obliterator mm. shooting and then I would have actually destroyed them and that would have been better for me in terms of scoring and it would have meant that he had to send something back yeah, um, potentially but no I think I was, I was relatively happy with how I played how I went about the game and yeah. I felt like I was playing the secondary game slightly like sharply and was, mm-hmm. was making his difficult and that was all to the good um, I think it's probably just yeah probably just letting the knight come to too much harm yeah. Um, early on, and yeah, when you're losing half your wounds in a, in a fight that you you should be winning, that yeah. was that was the big cock up on my part. I think. Yeah, that's good. Well, unfortunate for the stream. I, unfortunately, I didn't get to watch it, but I would have loved to have been able to see it. It is on YouTube. It is on YouTube. I'm sure, so, but I'm sure it'll be very funny to hear whatever Mikey and, and Tom Bremer had to say. Have you not watched it back yet? I haven't. Never no. never watched what someone else has to say about you playing Warhammer. Yeah, can't do be good, it. Can it? There's no need. It's not good, is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're, you're 0-1 and you're thinking, oh, well, from here, you know, I, I'm going to get something a little bit more manageable for my Chaos Space Marines, right? <laughs> Yes, that's and what I was how thinking. How did that go? It didn't go great. I got dark harlequins in my. That's, that feels like a really, really poor trade, doesn't it? Yeah, that feels like the sort of the horrible game one in yes. a way. Yeah, yeah. You know, dark harlequins. And it was, but this was this was an interesting game and actually a really lovely game because it, I realised when I got to the table, this was a chap I actually knew. So it's a guy called Chris Wild who has been at events locally before mm-hmm. and who I've I'd chatted to a couple of times before back in, in the last couple of years. So I knew him and he's a very lovely chap. And again, we had a, we had a very good spirited game. Now, this was one of those ones where we were playing Death and Zeal mm-hmm. and the Harlequins were on second turn. 
which I think is pretty fatal in this instance because it just means it just means that they can control can control the game and play for the nice big sort of 12 swing at the end yeah yeah um, and push you off stuff and uh, like my list at the best of times with 20 cultists worth of obsec isn't designed to prevent a a push for the primary (laughs) no no (laughs) um so we, you know, we had some interesting exchanges. He took deadly performance. He took stranglehold. And he did drop stranglehold a couple of times. I made stranglehold difficult for him. Um, we sort of traded back and forth over the middle, and I was sort of shoot, trying to shoot them off because obviously the problem Dark Harlequins give you is that if you go in to clear them off in melee, they'll kill they you. Kick, they well. clear you off, yeah, yeah, which is which is a bit sad. And and they they really like two wound terminators and any, mm. anything like that that they can just absolutely chew through. So I had to be quite cautious. Keeping an arm's length with everything except the knight, which kind of ploughed its way up her side again, and was yeah, quite they don't like knights so because they don't like the They're not good at. No, exactly. And Chris was very sensible. Chris didn't even bother trying to take the knight on. Chris, yeah. Chris just let it do its thing. And the knight was basically firing Volkite and failing to get those sixes for mortal wounds all mm. game. I desperately needed. I, I managed to line him up into a few squads here and there and get like ten man's isolated. All these sorts of things where just needed a couple of sixes and then that's whole squads just yeah, evaporated. instantly wiped here but i couldn't get it couldn't get it on the gun and it's a swingy gun so that's and that's so that's it it's not a gun you can rely only, on for that yeah. kind of output it's only weapon skill three or blitz skill three no exactly it, so. yeah exactly and the blitz the blitz uh, they were quite fun they came they came in right on top of a building so it was like even for harlequins they'd have to get up into the building and be all the way out the way to go and bother them so they were they were they had a great view of all the objectives and were yeah, just firing like down in a really annoying Pummeling place. Everything, yeah. Well, that was it. And, and they were in a place where it's like, he'd have to send a reasonable amount of stuff to go and get them. He had quite a few Void Weavers. The Void Weavers did a good good stuff mm. in this game. I'm not, I wasn't convinced by... How many? He, I think he had three or four. Okay. Which feels like probably the sweet spot. Yeah. I reckon two or three is probably enough. They do, with the Luck Dice, that's the killer thing. They can hit really hard in pure Harlequins because if you have a turn where you're like, I'm going to invest five dice in making sure they hit and wound and damage mm. that thing yeah, I want to kill. Um, you know, even as much as you know, I'm going to turn that two damage into a five damage, all, the, all those all those are the things that you can control with the luck dice, which are so powerful. Um, they they did get get good work done and they were they were a thorn in my side. Um, so it was a good game. I scored nicely on uh, Stranglehold. I took Assassinate, which I think was an error in this list because Chris played Keep Away with his... Mm-hmm. With his uh, his elves, and I think I don't think they was... need them as much as other. No, they don't. They like really Dukari, don't. Dukari, for instance. Yeah, exactly that. They they don't do anything like as much heavy lifting in mm-hmm. a Harlequin's list. Um, so I, I probably this was probably a game where I needed R and D. I yeah, think I think okay. I think R and D actually, um, or even investigate sites would be as I know Stuart uses with Death Guard would be good. You know, in a proper yeah. CSM list with enough bodies to do it. So this, when I start fine tuning and working out what a, what a pure Night Lord's list looks like, mm-hmm. um, that working out more game for that yeah. will definitely be something that I I do next. I think. On, on to think of Night Lords then. How many times so far has your leadership stacking come into this? <laughs> um, it hurt the orcs a lot. Did it? The orcs. Yeah. The orcs were running all over the place. Um, so orc, yeah, orcs were losing stuff to morale all the time. And I was getting plus one to hit and, and the like against them. Now mm-hmm. for the Harlequins, it can be big. It didn't. It didn't line up to be big in this mm-hmm. in this particular instance. Um, the leadership stacking, I think it's very situational at the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think when Night Lords get updated, I believe they're adjusting them so that 
there will be other attendant bonuses. That you would come hope because that's not enough. Yeah, um, but it was yeah, it's an interesting thing. It, it is it's definitely relevant in a couple of couple of places in in the games that I play, but it's not it's not game swinging. And as as traits go, when you compare it to something like fight first or yeah, you know what plus other, other, other things plus other things that, that. yeah <laughs> other things that some. Some armies have it. It's, it's nothing yeah. like as strong. It but feels it is very, very much an old eighth book now, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. And even if that if that stays their mechanic, unless they change a lot about it, it's still going to be rubbish compared to some others. Because yeah, leadership is inherently not that useful in the game. Yeah, um, but it's very fluffy and it's great. So I'm all for yeah, it. Yeah, completely, completely. And so on this one, I mean, what in terms of the game, we we were both scoring nicely for direct assault, and that's where the mission helped. Because actually, Chris didn't really score. I kept him to four primary for rounds two, round three, mm-hmm. and was doing what I could because, again, I knew the 12th thing was coming, so I had to try and keep him down. But the problem with the nature of the mission was that direct assault literally stacks with stranglehold, stacks with deadly performance. Yeah, yeah. If, you, if you kill something off an objective, you're essentially getting nine points a time. Got to so it was it, yeah. very, very difficult to stop Chris getting a good score, although I did, I think I did, meet, did manage to ensure that he didn't get to sort of swarm all over the place and do everything. But I think uh, the flip side would be, I think Chris was quite in, was fairly confident he was in control. <laughs> didn't you know? I didn't put him in a sort of serious, serious threatened situation. And so as it as it was, he kind of had a nice, nice turn five, sort of caught up the scores and took it eighty five seventy four. So decent so again, close still game, relatively close yeah, game. decent yeah. close game. I and I had a turn where I. I failed to kill like one or two troops off an objective, which cost me three for long war, three for stranglehold, and three for direct assault. So that's a big moment, and also get, get got him for primary. So that was probably the, the game, fatal, yeah. the yeah. fatal moment in terms of the score, and that was just under under allocation by me yeah. not quite working. You know how it is with four ups when there's yeah. saves and rerolls and stuff, and, and you luck. Just, You'd, oh yeah, exactly. That's it. And so I just I, I miscalculated there. Now I don't think the whole game rests on that, um, but it was there were a lot of points mess in, yeah. in terms of my own scoring. I look at that and I think that's the moment in the game where I, other than picking assassinate, which is completely on me, and, and mm-hmm. again where I cost myself a load of points. Um, that's the moment in the game where I dropped points. Yeah, that's um, fair. Yeah. So it's another game where I'm looking at, and that's a scary meta army. But and I was, I was in the game. Available. I was definitely yeah, yeah. in the game. And I got a load of points. It wasn't like a, a 95-30 situation. Yes. You no, know, it can be. No, that sounds good. And I know you know well as well, I guess, which helps. Yeah. I like playing against elves, especially with not my elves. Because yeah. they don't they don't know that I know that they know. <laughs> yeah, they don't know that we don't know that we don't. No, yeah, exactly, exactly that. Um, so that's quite enjoyable. Yeah. It's one... Um, so yeah, and this was one where the night the night was fun and smashed around and made trouble. Probably, again, as I think Chris was Chris was saying, you know, if, if I had even just cheap CSM squads who could go and just clear stuff off, and yeah, you know, if, if they get killed doing yeah, so, it, pistols. but they're at least taking out the assets, and you know, as a sixty point unit of CSM with chainsaws will still kill a Harlequin troop of five. Yeah, a lot, exactly. of, you know, a lot of the time, and that's, that's even if actually, they don't kill them, all although they take them. you with them, yeah. you're half their point, so yeah. it's not it's not terrible. I think, know. yeah, one wound CSM, that's the future. Stay stay that way. It's quite tempting, isn't it? Yeah. To say, and this is, I, I say, I will I will dabble in a full two K of Night Lord soon, and I think mm. I think a couple of squads of just chainsaw lads in there to mix it up, and Raptors would be good yeah. to give you the sort of cheaper trading options. Um, so how did that one end? Remind me again. Eighty-five, uh, seventy-four to the Dark Harlequins. Yeah. Nice. So then now you're like, okay, well I've lost two now. 
game Terrence, three, no. <laughs> what, what am I going to get? How, how much worse can it get? Yeah, exactly. I was kind of at that point. I was like, it seems like I should be due at least a, a not top army. Yeah. Um, and I drew, I drew an army that I think is good, but is certainly not top. And that was Space Wolves. Mm-hmm. And this was Space Wolves piloted by Jamie Dempster. Now I played Jamie before actually at my first ever GT, which was a Hellstorm GT. And Jamie was running White Scars then, and I was mm-hmm. running my Orthway. We had a great game. This was back in the era of the Repulsor, and I remember yeah. he had a couple of Repulsors. And he paints in a lovely sort of military green on all mm-hmm. his Space Marines. Um, but these were converted uh, space-like lions. Very cool. uh, all the guys are riding in lions, yeah. which is great. That's, That's much more intimidating, really, if you ask me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Real cool. Um, and so, I mean, this this was a fairly straightforward game. We just we just really got stuck into each other. I'm just looking at the time and keen to make sure we sort of get get on through. But I mean, Jamie Jamie's a lovely opponent. We went in, we crashed into each other. I think the thing that cost Jamie was he didn't have the belt of rust for mm-hmm. fight last. Yeah, yeah. So bad, and we so had boring. the big turn, the big turn that space yeah. wolves have where they crash into you and everything. And he crashed into t- my ten terminators with a bunch of guys and didn't have fight last. Killed yeah. like maybe one of them. They then interrupted and killed a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, and that swung a flank in my favour. And then the knight, meanwhile, was just stood in the middle, not dying. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't. It managed to get to its no hitting one twos and threes. Yeah, which obviously massively hurts space wolves because they're hitting on twos and threes. Yeah, with most most of these lovely hammer weapons suddenly they go back to being swingy as hell. Um, and I think that crucially for me, most of the battle was done before. Uh, Savage Fury kicks in and they they get even more killy because this was this was successes with like double exploding sixes and all that jazz. Oh yeah, I've played that. Yeah, <laughs> it can be can be very punchy. Um, so in the end, Night Lords took that ninety eighty one. That's a really strong score. Yeah, it was a decent score. Yeah. Good score. And what I was finding in all of these games is that Long War wasn't scoring quite as well as I had hoped it would. Mm. And this was another game where it didn't score as high. And I think the thing with Long War is that. It works best in a trading situation. Yeah. Um, and sometimes battles just don't take that pattern. They go that way, yeah. And if the battle doesn't take that pattern, then you're looking at sixes and sevens, not mm-hmm. nines, twelves, fifteens. Yeah. So it's a bit of a dangerous secondary in that sense. I'm fine. Yeah, some armies might you might sort of find you more likely to get into that kind of attritional war with than others. Yeah. No, I think that's right. Maybe and I think it's gonna be a experience. case of working out what yeah. sorts of games you're gonna get into that pattern in. Yeah. But yeah, it's one to one to ponder. So definitely the need to widen out the secondary game became clear in this. Although this was a great one for psychic interrogation because the knight literally just stood in the middle and read the minds of Space Wars who had no denies and couldn't do anything about it. And they were all they're all angry melee characters, so they all had to just get closer and closer and closer and and they couldn't stop it happening. (laughs) So that was fun. That's maximum (laughs) points there for that one. Mm. Um, so that takes us to the end of day one. That was the end of day one. So you, yeah. you've got your win. You feel a little bit yeah. better about life at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was like, and I was, and I was chuffed with the games. I felt like good, good close matches. Yeah, and I, I don't mind losing in the sort of fifteen twenty points bracket. I'm always yeah. always content with that. So I hadn't been smashed. I'd managed to win a game. Sean and I then hit a pub. Uh, where there was some some very drunk and very merry Nottingham locals who befriended us, and we had we had a very nice evening. Um, and then I came back well rested. Uh, for for day two, and what did we? What was our start for day two? We had Tau. Tau. I hit Tau. Always a tough game. Always a tough game. <sighs> yeah, it is a tough game. It is a tough game, but, but it's surely one. This where, is one where those shenanigans that we mentioned. This is it. Let's, this let's is, go into this is where This is where the way the Night Lords play, and the, certainly the way my list played, suddenly becomes quite interesting because 
Oh, I forgot the Heldrakes. I've got two Heldrakes, guys. There of are two course, Heldrakes yeah. in the list. The list does seem a bit light without two Heldrakes. They just harass and flap around and take flanks. Um, with the Night Lords, they have We Have Come For You, which is a no-fallback strategy. So you can lock they something. They can use on anything, right? So some of them infantry are Infantry like, can lock infantry yeah. on anything non-vehicle. So super good. And so in this game, this is against Kenneth. And um, Kenneth will Kenneth will vouch for this. We both set up on the board, and it was very clear that if Kenneth went first, what was going to happen? He had lots of crisis teams. He had Devilfish with breaches in. I'm always as soon as I see Devilfish and breaches, I'm I'm worried um, because they let you play this quite expansive push yeah. out, get in your board way control version of yeah. Tau, which we're not used and to. And basically, seeing. the way you spend the whole game trying to kill some crew hounds and some breaches and some Devilfish, and then you're tabled, and then that's the end. Um, and he had the stealth suits in a corner ready to drop down a crisis team. So if Kenneth had gone first, crisis team would have come down. He'd have probably picked up both the Heldrakes if he wanted, maybe the Knight. And then I'd have tried to do some stuff, and then I'd died. But Kenneth didn't go first. And so as it was, I was able to warp time a bunch of warp talents into one of his crisis teams, which was one of his to the last. Mm. Um, I didn't. I killed maybe one, maybe two suits, took the drones off which at the time felt underwhelming, but I've, I think what I've realized with the crisis suits is that you just have to start that process off as early as you can, mm. and then the chance to actually realistically kill them presents itself later on, yes. as, it did, as it did in this game. Even um, getting rid of one, it's quite a significant bite. reduction yeah. in output. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know, maybe your Terminators do it. Do, can the Terminators get through them in one bite? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> outrageous, outrageous. Which is so much AP2, isn't it? Mm. Mm. So yeah. many shots. Yeah. Um, and so that was that was good, and the Heldrakes had flown over on the other side, and I sort of tied stuff up, and the knight started wandering down through the middle. And we had a good old ding-dong of a game, and Kenneth was very sensible and tried to sort of get things in to put the pressure on my back lines. Commander jumped up, went down, started gunning down cultists. He was very unlucky not to kill the cultists. There were like two left in the building, otherwise I'd have lost that objective, and I wouldn't have had any way of realistically getting it back. I had to drop stuff back. Obliterators came down just to blow up a commander because I was yeah. like I just have to clean out this guy get rid of him um, and we were, we were having a good exchange I was locking suits in combat with warp talons or terminators mm-hmm. or whatever got in there was locking stuff up and the pivotal moment came when I charged my second pack of warp talons who'd come down into another a different crisis team and my knight charged into a devil fish and a crisis team as well. And I took that objective because Kenneth's list was light on obsec and I'd killed the breaches. Um, so the knight was just stood on that, making it unholdable mm-hmm. for Kenneth, who'd taken like the tower stranglehold, which you get four points for, but you can only score it in like the last three turns That's of the game. That's right, yeah. Besides it's worth knowing, by the way, for, for people who don't play Chaos Space Marines and Warp Talents in particular, thinking, oh, how are all these Warp Talents getting in? Um, is that what talents can't suffer Overwatch the turn they arrive from Deep Strike? Yeah, it's super nice. It's um, super, so super nice. You'd expect to lose if you use the tower otherwise. But. Drop in, I've got a 3d6 with a Warp Town or Raptor Squad charge. That's another strategy mm-hmm. that Night Lords have. They can't be Overwatch, so you can get past the plus two, the minus two to charge that Tower can put on because you've got the 3d6 re rolling anyway. And you can get into action. And the, yeah, so then they, they again, they, they just chewed through about half the, the suit team but then trap the rest mm-hmm. and trap them with the knight. So the knight's stuck and the warp times are stuck. I make it so he can't fall back. And then the knight again has finally arrived at one, twos and threes don't hit, no mm-hmm. re-rolls. And Kenneth is stuck in a very awkward situation where he can shoot the knight with a couple of crisis suits because they're next to it. 
and he can charge. He's got a couple of melee com- characters yeah. like Farsight um, and a, the sort of the flamer tooled up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can charge them in, um, and they and he does that. But they they whiff. They don't manage to kill the knight. And at that point, obviously, yeah, the the primary the primary swings big time. My game plan keeps on working. I've managed to get away with psychic interrogation every turn, uh, and it ends up eighty four sixty to me. So we, we managed result. to take that. Yeah. And I, th- I think there's more than a bit of luck involved. And in that that turn and the the knight getting trapped in there is huge. But yeah, yeah. we do manage to take the game. Uh, and Kenneth was an absolute gent about it. So thank you, Kenneth. Good work. As I know that's not easy. <laughs> no, no. It's a really interesting one where your army is objectively not that strong. But However, some of the mechanics that you've got make Tower a very hard game. Like, yeah, that, hard game. That's exactly right. No, that's exactly right. And, and indeed, when I was mucking around with Night Lords and doing the sort of mental brainstorming, I was like, yeah, yeah Tower, Tower actually feels like one where they have to be very careful or yeah. they, they can definitely lose it. Like say, had he gone first, then there's every chance you're whittled to such a level straight away that it's oh i, I think 100% i lose yeah because i i re- was relying on some deep strikers as well and i think he could have absolutely had me yeah end in my own my own quarter good so that's two wins now so you're two and two yeah so at this stage i start thinking maybe i can four and two it yeah <laughs> the dream is still alive Delusions of grandeur, and as you know, you get a bit carried away. And you're like, "Oh goodness, I can do anything." Let's see, let's see what we hit next. Um, and I hit Matt, who is running Goth Orcs. Okay, this so is a second much round more of Goths now. Second round of Goths, and I already know from the first game that actually I'm finding Orcs quite hard work. Hmm. And it's a beautifully brutal list: tons of Squig Hog boys, two of the Wasbon Blasters yet, Gazgul, smashy character, twenty commandos. It's all just lined up to just run at you and scream at you and yeah. pin you back and push you in all game. Uh, again, I go first, which I did need to even be in this, but it's not an especially complicated game. I, I kill out, kill all the commandos, which I need to do. I take out one of the planes and then I kill a load of squig hog boys, but I'm just overwhelmed. I don't have yeah. enough stuff to just yeah. realistically kill through all the stuff. That. Yeah. No, exactly. So once my stuff's committed, Gazgill brutalizes loads of stuff. His uh, bike character brutalizes. There's a bunch of killer cans. I kill a bunch of killer cans, and then the, the biker character, who in both games he played, I played against him, just smashes Terminators. It's the competitive mm. edge one where he just keeps trying until they're yeah. dead. Yeah, and he just loves Terminators. And he, did it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he did it in both games. He picked up like five or six because um, yeah. that's just what he's wired to do. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I mean, cracking game. I was, I was. This was the, the only one where I was like. I'm comfortably beaten however whatever I do here. Uh, I didn't, yeah, I didn't okay. really feel I felt like a combination of the player and the list I was just like I don't see there's no way through, this. A way through yeah. this and Matt Matt was a lovely guy really sharp smart player um and and was was did a really nice job of just putting yeah. me away so well well done mate. Right, it was Matt. very nice yeah. to me as well he bought me a drink <laughs> afterwards because by the time of that time of an event you're just a bit knackered so I was yeah. there just like mostly just tiredness but I think it came, might have come off as being a little bit deflated don't worry Matt I wasn't deflated I was just knackered uh possibly regretting my choice to bring night lords but who knows <laughs> um so that was my game five and then to to finish to finish I hit Tau again again and I played Seb, who was a really funny guy, had like a lovely, dry sense of humour. Yeah. Um, That's what you need for your, and your was painting game, like a re- We were both painting like a really vivid picture with this game, which was really fun. So there's a couple of stupid moments towards the end where we got, we got really silly with it. And we had a great time. Now, Seb, unfortunately, I think had been a few tables down when I beat Kenneth 
in yeah, the morning. That's so that Seb, Seb was fully aware that my list can and can and would beat Tao. So he, he was he was very very cautious and he deployed mm-hmm. well back and he, you know, very sensible in terms of all his to the last were. It was pretty much the same game plan yeah. as Kenneth. I think the way Tao play now is pretty set at the moment. And, um, but all these crises are well behind screens. And what mm-hmm. Seb had more of was croup, croup hounds and drones. And he used these really, really well to just tease little units out, and just mm-hmm. chuck out a drone, chuck out some croup. And he had resources to play the whole five turns without ever having to put anything valuable yeah, that's great, isn't it? Which is just, it's just good list design, good yeah. play. And, that is and not so, what my list has got this weekend. No, <laughs> mine doesn't have that. Mine is here comes some hell drakes in a night. Uh, deal with and it or not. And deal with it. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, it was it was a relatively close game and because I think it finishes 78-71 to Seb. Yeah, and again, close. this is Seb's on, Seb's on going second for the final turn. And again, that's that's huge because mm-hmm. he gets he gets the big a big swing on on both strategic scan and and his uh getting his 12 at the end to to take it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those where the pattern of the game he plays very cautiously, plays for that final turn and yeah. and does very well doing that. And I'm trying to sort of knock him off balance early on and scoring well on long war stranglehold interrogation but losing just too much by way of resources. Yes. Um, yeah. To to hold out and do it long term. There's a brilliant moment in this game where I spy the opportunity. The knight's nearly dead. The knight takes an absolute pounding in this game, and it's nearly dead. And I spy an opportunity to trap it, trap a single drone mm, I love uh, this. in combat with my Chaos Lord and the knight. So I kill through some croup and some croup hounds with both of them, and they sort of converge on this one drone, which I then trap with We Have Come For You. So we're joking, like, what drone yeah. is so important that the whole Tau army like, no, stop, nobody shoot, Let, leave it, don't do it. That's the most important drone we've ever made. <laughs> I love that so much. And then what Seb had, so Seb and Seb was joking about this, it was really funny, and then, so then Seb sends Farsight in to kill the knight, which is exactly mm. what happened in the game with Kenneth, right? Farsight yeah. goes in to try and kill the knight, and Farsight failed. So I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe there's a chance. But this time, sadly, Farsight gets it done, and Farsight mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't whiff and 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 punches the knight to the ground, and that's that's when my any chance of sort of holding out and winning the game evaporates. You um, consider um, spending your CP to auto explode at that point? Didn't have any left. CP CP big issue, big issue with this list, and that's that I think is the big thing with the CSM book in the eighth form. Yeah, you can do CP these amazing things, but it all costs so much CP. Yeah. Um, and in my list, where I've already spent three CP to bring a, a big glory piece, yeah. you're, you're already down. I think. I think if I was writing as a Night Lords list again, it would be twelve CP every time, just yeah, on just board, needed, just yeah. ready to do stuff with. Um, and so, yeah, so I lose that one seventy eight, seventy one. But again, fantastic game and really close. And, and it was, yeah, as I say, it was fun. Seb was definitely very afraid uh, yeah. of, of the Night Lords and treated them with respect, which was absolutely good to see. right. Yeah. <laughs> but overall, good event. Enjoyed yourself. Oh, amazing! Yeah, cool. I had five excellent games yeah. with really, really lovely people, where every game was within a sort of fifteen-point margin, mm. pretty much, except for Castle where, where Matt actually. absolutely smashed me. And yeah. no, although I did manage to get some points, I was I was smashed. There's yeah, no bones yeah. about it. I was absolutely binned in that game from from about <laughs> turn two. Um, so that was that was awesome, um, and there was nothing. I think when you, I mean, we we, we can sort of segue into our our off-meta, on-meta yeah. conversation here, I guess, because, you know, this is an off-meta list, right? This is a oh, weird list sure. to take. Yeah. It's a weird decision to make. And so 
I was thinking afterwards, like what the sort of pros and cons of that were and what was good about it, what was bad about it. And what one of the things that was good about it is when you're running something weird, there is no pressure at all. No, no, I, I find that it's a huge benefit to me. Is that and that is great. You right? don't ever expect to do well, so it frees you up and then yeah. sort of takes off, as you say, takes off that pressure to perform. No, that's exactly it. And so having had a season where... You've kind of been expected to perform. For there was Jokari for ages, yeah, where exactly, where it was like you, you're expected to do well. And actually, I, you know, it took me a long time to learn how to play Jokari properly. I, was, I hadn't been playing them all that long and I was still yeah. figuring them out. And actually, I wasn't the first few events. I wasn't, I mean, indeed, the Goonhammer I went to before, I think I was I was either two and three, three and two with that at that time. And that was like peak Jokari. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's not massively better in terms of overall outcome. Mm. um and so but the but the expectation was much bigger yes so with this i wasn't i knew i wasn't going there to win the event yeah um, and how did that feel going in expecting to or probably expecting to do badly um it was good actually no i yeah. liked it i was quite i was quite content with it and i you know, I mean, you know you we're, we're well versed enough to know what the stats on this are and i i knew yeah. realistically Your expectations are realistic realistically a couple of wins was was what was possible yeah I do. I honestly do feel like three, three wins was certainly feasible of, mm-hmm. of the games that I had. You've um, run into some good armies, have you? Haven't run into eleven. No, no, exactly that. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't play a single, a single like really bad list. But it's Goonhammer. I think. I think Goonhammer attracts a good caliber of players. Yeah. It's, it's a competitive site. They're, yeah. they're they are the competitive site, aren't they? Like people they, aren't yeah. drawn to it for no reason. Um, so yeah, and that that was nice. It was nice, but I think Armour of Contempt goes a long way in that sense. It yeah. definitely did help. Yeah. Armour of Contempt definitely made a difference. Stuff was tougher. Oh, that's good. Um, Makes me feel better. And so that was that was a real plus, and I did yeah. I did enjoy that, and it was fun. Yes, and it was fun to pull out the tricks and to watch people's faces when you get like yeah. five more hits than you've started you with. Yeah, <laughs> I think this, again, and I think that's the other or one of the other big pros of running it off meta list is that. Firstly, it's unpredictable because yeah. people don't know what it does, yeah. um, and also it's just it's got all these random things that people have never even heard of before. So, totally agree. If you're going, you already said it a minute ago. If you're playing as Tau, you kind of know how they're going to play. You go into Space Wolves, you kind of know how they're going to play. If you come into this list that you've run there, they don't know. No idea at all. Like what yeah. on earth is no, that? Exactly What's right. that night for? Like I don't understand. Yeah. So you catch people off guard both in terms of strategy and Agreed. also the things you can do in the game as well. That sort of like your, your stratagems and your relics and all that weird stuff as yeah. well yeah completely and that so there's and there's a case of, yeah you, you have a more complete picture of the game than they do don't mm. you you know, if, let's assume in this you're well versed in what other armies do as as, yes. as as you you and i both are right so we both know what tau do we know what we know what dark harlequins do we know yeah. how those armies play and what they want to do and there is a very real strength in being the one that knows what both armies yes, are trying to do. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, I know what you want to do and I know what I want to do, but you don't and know what I want to do. And I remember having this with Jakari, you know, where I'd, I'd go to events and you'd come up against people who've been thinking about nothing else but how to absolutely destroy you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I guess you quickly turn to one of the cons of being an on meta yeah. army. <laughs> yeah. People are gunning for you. And they really are. They really, really are. And, you know, I'm sure Chris will have found this with the Dark Harlequins, you know, the, the, the top players and top builds will have a plan for you yes um it's fair to say people don't have a plan for night no. <laughs> yeah and, that, and that's so every now and me. again there's the little tricks you know with the with the no fallback with the sort of, turn sort off of nice delivery out of yeah turn off always oh that was so that in the space wars game turned off rights of war in the middle mm. which is like 
that's a big moment. Yeah. You know, that's that's a big moment. No rights of war completely swings how that list is planning to play because he'd kind of he was almost everything came forward because he was quite happy to leave well, stuff light at the back. And he was like, well, rights of war basically locks the whole middle down and then I just roll on to victory. Um, but yeah, turn off rights of war and, and get body, get the knight on it. And then you're yeah. like, oh, well, now, now that's mine. So, yeah. So yeah. it was nice. And knight lords did combo quite well with the abominate in that way because you know, the leadership debuffing was nice with the terror shades. And yeah, I love the terror shades. Switching off obsec is good. So yeah, no, it was cool. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, in terms in terms of off meta, on meta, I think that's one of the big ones, right? If you're on meta, everyone's gunning for you. Mm. If you're off meta, you you will often have a more complete picture of the game. You can catch people off guard. Yeah. Playing without pressure is really nice. Um, although the, you know the flip side, and this is where I think it's such a it's such a two sided thing. Playing with pressure is good as well if you want to get better. Yeah, yeah. Playing one of the things that happened when I was running on meta stuff, so Drakari stuff, is I played the scariest people in the scariest lists yes. at every event I yeah. went to. Right, I played your Mannies, I played your Cromwell Holmes. I started meeting all of these people whose names I would see up up in rankings in top, of things, yeah. but I didn't ever play them. And suddenly when I was playing those kinds of armies, I was playing. Mm. Um, and there's something good in that. You know, if you want to get oh, better, sure. you want to play, you've got to play the best people and you've got to play the best lists. Yeah, no, I totally um, agree. And playing Night Lords on, on lower tables, I had to play well to be in the games. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that you do learn in that sense. You it's have to really, time, really, really yeah. try. You aren't necessarily learning as many tips and tricks and 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 sort of shenanigans off off those you're playing though, right? You're not you're not no, necessarily you're learning put, better how the, the mechanics of how you can interact with the mechanics of the game. That's that's exactly right. Um, I found it's a kind lot of resource always, management. You're learning a oh, lot yeah. because you have to re- manage those resources yeah. so well with a bad army. Um, and when I, I was playing extent, my sorry, oh, sorry after you. no, no, after you. Uh, when I was playing my Bellacore list. Um, I had a, a, a similar learning experience that the army wasn't that good. I mean, it functions and it's it's actually doing okay out there. Um, but what I found was it was a completely different way of playing the game in that I couldn't I couldn't interact with things. No. I had two, three units that could actually do damage, and the rest was better at standing in a place than you are. And that's kind yeah. of how it works. So again, it's just learning the mechanics of an off meta. But people yeah. again don't know how to play into that because no. um, that is something that people don't do. No. They don't just stand near you for no reason and just say, okay, when you're turned, you can kill me. Because most armies are so obsessed with killing you that, again, it forces a weird behavior in people. Yeah, no, yeah. absolutely. And so that's, yeah, I think that's definitely a nice side yeah. of it. Um, um, and that's so that's the benefit. And the thing with on meta as well is that you can often more readily score more simply with armies. Yeah, I mean, they are easier, <laughs> mate, aren't they? A lot of, a lot of good armies. Good yeah. armies have great secondaries. Yeah. They have yeah. you know, they have a game game plan where they're going to be able to rack up fifteen on something somewhere. Yeah, and then the um, rest and just it, fill them. To an extent, you're playing ninth edition the way it's meant to be played when you're yeah. playing a good on meta army yeah. as well. Like if you take your thousand suns and you do the right things with thousand suns, you know there's you know there's a game plan there. You should at least to, get thirty points in your secondaries if yeah. you're doing well. Like yeah, 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 yeah. And there is a point at which you you don't want to be like willfully handicapping yourself all the time no, i think, I think no, it's exactly. nice to try both right it's good to sample yeah. both and to mix it up but uh, at the same time i think the idea that oh you must make it difficult for yourself to ever get better that's, just martyrdom, that's, that's, isn't it? that's not true either right that's 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 putting a sort of glamorous spin on on willfully yeah. underachieving <laughs> as well so you, you kind of need to see both those things as they are but as i say i think the, the plus side of playing down on those tables and down at those levels is that 
there were no horror shows. It was nice to have yeah. no horror shows. There were no like 90s, 30s, this is sad for everyone involved, which I think with playing like light Harlequins that when they were in there. That was happening. Yeah. It was just like four games at an event. Four of yeah. the games were just like, this is pointless. Fundamentally pointless for me, fundamentally pointless for you. And none of the games felt pointless. No. And that was nice. And I think that um, there's probably an, an added element of that is when you are at that level, you're probably finding you're coming into players who are there for a bit more of a good time you might oh, 100 percent. i didn't there was literally no dispute or concern or second guessing or questioning yeah. about anything which is any great point. isn't it i would love it the only attitude that. was positive and so it's like so again matt i'm losing badly against matt and it's like i can't remember if it was turn two or turn three but i was like i suddenly know we've gone into his psych no going to his shooting and suddenly i was like Oh, you you had Storm Boys, Matt. Where are your Storm Boys? We need yeah. to get your Storm Boys back out and get them down because they're supposed to be here by now yeah. and, they're, and yeah. they're not here. And it's shit like that where it's like this is all. It was just nice. It was all yeah. all very nice, all very positive. All my and it was it wasn't that my opponents weren't playing to win. My opponents all played good games mm. and played. You know, you, brought, can, you brought, can be both. Brought, brought a good game and had a good go, that. but they were all they were all super friendly, and there just wasn't that undercurrent. I think of there's something riding on this yeah i have to win because i don't because, think any of my opponents yeah. at any stage both a combination of when i played different people with 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 what they were running meant yeah. none of us were like oh there's a there's a podium or something on the line yeah, so there, was no, yeah. there was no reason for it to get uglier or get tense no and that was nice because um, it's a the, social game <laughs> it's meant to be first and foremost right yeah and um, one of the double-edged swords i was going to point out for pros and cons and um, one of the pros of having a really popular army is that a lot of people have done the research for you already. Yes. You can look up the net list. You can go on to websites yes. like Goonhammer and you can objectively find out in a vacuum 100%. what actually is, is objectively good. That might not be yes. what's good for you, but it, you know, someone will analyze the maths on things. Someone oh, will do um, sort of the, the different list builds that, you know, that are synergistic. Yeah. And then, which is great, especially if you're a new player, downside to that is it's kind of dull yes. um, and it does kind yes. of hamper you as a player because you're not then exercising that that way of thinking a hundred percent i think that's exactly right and i could and, and i think those are the two ins and outs of it one there's nothing wrong with benefiting from all that knowledge that other people have mm. and actually all the best players will tell you i'm good because the people around me are good right yeah. I'm, in, I'm in the i'm in good whatsapps i have i have a good team i have a good club whatever else and good players help make each other better. And, mm. and if you're playing a good army, there's a what bigger pool for that. So I'm in I'm in a sort of Eldari chat. There's yeah. an Eldari chat on Facebook full of all the all the people you'd expect. And I've learned a lot eyeballing mm. into that. What I have learned is I'm not bothered about playing Crawfords. I just don't. I just there's just Doesn't not for me it. right now. Yeah. They don't do what I like. They don't do what I like. They're a bunch of cowards. <laughs> but not the cowards. I like cowards that stab people. Yeah, yeah, not cowards that hide behind. Not cowards that shoot guns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but again, you you learn so much from those people. But I think, and this is something we've talked about before. But I think I think forty k for many of us is, is a creative exercise. Oh yeah. And if a book's solved, then you you don't feel like you're creating mm, in quite the same way. Yeah. And so that was that was nice with this. It was nice to feel like well, there's not, you know, there isn't a template for this. There isn't a something I must do. There isn't a set of units I must have. Yeah, which a lot of armies. And again, do it's, feel, it's nice do to feel like the the iterations I will now make from this because I will. I'll, I'll you know I'll write some more Night Lords lists and keep painting them. Probably not at the rate I just had to paint them to get them on the, on the table for this, but I will. <laughs> I will keep painting them. 
Um, and it's nice to yeah be be thinking, oh, what what did I lack? What do I need to yeah. play these well? So yeah, no, there's there's lots to be said for it. And I think I think those are the main things. And I I think the the truth is that you sh- can and should do both. I think yeah, you should I try so. both. You should absolutely run they good are, armies. It's a totally different game, isn't it? Really? Yeah, you should absolutely run run a good army. I don't, what, the way I always think of it is, if you ever start thinking you're really good at this game, take Night Lords to an event. Yeah, um, it's a humbling because what you'll learn is, yeah, you might be good, but it's a deeply imbalanced game in which there's a lot of other factors involved. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you slightly change that up. And actually, I think what some players do is they never actually pick a fair fight ever again, right? They go, they yeah. get on that they get on that train. I will take my dark harlequins from That's now it. on. They Thank have they much. have a good time and they they win when the dice are all loaded in their favor, and then they realize that the only way to keep achieving those results is Just to never keep get having off the best that army. Train. Yeah, never get off that bus. And if you look at top players, they never get off that bus. Most, yeah. you know, you get a handful of like lifelong devotees of factions, but not many them, that get right to the most top. Most of them now are just trapped in only ever playing essentially what's new and yes, what's, yeah, what's undercosted. That, right? That's yeah. what it boils down to, isn't it? It's how quickly um, can you quick shade an entire army? <laughs> yeah, and that's an exhausting train to be on. I think. Mm. And so I think for your average player, the realistic thing to expect is at some point what you play will be great play the shit out of it when it yeah. is and have some fun with the stuff you love when it's not as good yeah. and you'll learn different things and benefit in different ways from both um, without a, completely exhausting yourself that's a very nice philosophical end to this yeah a suitable end I think yeah. that was a lovely that was a lovely chat Lee very nice to, to speak with you and um, our dear leader is hopefully has hopefully won a, a convincing triumph against the Grey Knights wherever he is right now and we'll, yeah. we'll, check, we'll check in with him and the rest of the team next, for our next episode we've got exciting things in the works as well we have we have um, we have Scary on board to talk Drakari with yeah, us it's for our next, uh, in, uh, the, in the nearest future so that'll be a few uh, probably a few weeks yet because I know he's moving house at the moment so he said he said that we'll we'll pick things up again yeah, but that'll, that'll be, be our next place, which I'm here. fucking excited for. Well, yeah, no, exactly that. And I have to decide. I now I've got a Wickham event end of June, and I have to decide. And now, now a tiny bit of he's going. Do you just take the next iteration of Night Lord? Put it and on try, the pole. Try, try, try the again. Pole. Try again. Set the internet. Uh, maybe, maybe not, or maybe take the Jakari. Well, we'll I'll ponder that one. But yeah. anyway, uh, I've got. Uh, we, Saffron yeah, this yeah. weekend. Which oh yeah, it's Saffron this. Well, you're going to win it, Lee. So shout out quickly um, because we got Saffron this weekend. I the, the YouTube community thinks I'm going to do the best of the three of us. Yes, it does. Um, which is over that where I checked it was uh, 16 folks. That's actually fairly. That's numerous. a substantial number of people yeah. think you're the best. I'm um, among them. I uh, do think you. you're the best. I think you deserve nice things. Oh, thank you, Tom. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so I'm going. Uh, Jamie's going, and Tom's uh, sorry, and Chris is going. We actually got our first round pairings today. Um, so we've sort of been looking at those I've drawn Tau um, mm. which will be uh, really interesting it's really yeah. not a typical Tau list in any way um, it's lots and lots of bodies I think it's more designed to deal with things like Tyranids mm. uh, lots mm. of flamers uh, lots of croup um, and the crisis there is more high volume than it is heavy hitting interesting um, it looks it looks like a fun list I mean I don't know the guy um, more of a collection of things that maybe he he owns Mm. Um, but assembled in what looks to be a clever way. Um, mm. So I'll have to see how that works. I mean, it's one of those, it's like a Naden style list that it probably all functions in a way that I just can't see because I don't know mm. the army that well. But James, as you say, if it's, if it's designed for a particular threat, I'm not very much the opposite because I've got three giant durable threats. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah. Whereas that looks like it's more designed to take on those little bugs or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie drew uh, Grey Knights, um, a very good Grey Knights player. Um, almost identical lists, I think. Um, so that would be really interesting. Mm. And um, Chris, uh, did he get... I can't remember what he got. No, he got Chris Jukari, has uh, Jukari Quins. Yeah. Jukari Quins. Yeah, so it's, so. it's Twilight Harlequins, which I love to see, um, and and Witch Cults and yeah. various things. It's an interesting list. Um, so yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. I, I am really looking forward to it. It's been a while since I've had it. Now I think Scrivo's Lab was the last one. Um, yeah, this is your first 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 big boy event in a while. Yeah, first in ages. I back yeah. you. Go and go and get the gold. Go on. Uh, Otherwise, Chris will, don't want Chris defending then. his title. We can't have that. I mean, if I had to have someone other than me or Jamie win, it could be Chris, I guess. Yeah, that'd be alright. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of Tyranids there. It's something like <laughs> seven or eight Tyranid players. Oh, out really? Of Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. Ouch. Um, so it's, it feels likely they're probably going to do it, but we'll do our best. I believe. I believe. Wonderful. Well, we've been the Plus. We've had a great time. Um, we will we will sign off now, and we will see you all again next time. Bye bye. Cheers, everybody. Ave Dominus Not.